0: Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. Let's open with prayer. My Heavenly Father, I ask for grace on this message. I ask for grace on this message. Father, open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Open our eyes that we can see. Father, turn us from darkness to light. From the power of Satan unto you. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you will turn with me to John 10:35, I have, uh, I'm going to be speaking this morning, and then I'm going to pray at the end. God just instructed me. I'm going to pray for those that have a need. We are all going to join our faith together, and some of those needs are going to get met. Hallelujah. You got your faith with you? We're going to get them met john ten thirty five i'm just going to go to the second part of it the phrase because it, it it's profound it starts with and this is Jesus speaking it's red. it says, if he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, and this is a phrase i'm after, and the scripture cannot be broken. you got that Jesus himself, the word said the scripture cannot be broken. You can bet the farm on it, is what we used to say in Ohio. You can bet. You can trust in. You can commit to the word of God because the word himself said it cannot be broken. Alright? Now I want you to turn again to Ephesians 2 and I'm going to begin in verse 4. It says, But God, our God, the only God, who is rich in mercy, For his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. Now I want you to look at that again. Why, why did did Jesus go to the cross? It says it right here. For God who is rich in mercy, mercy, rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. Oh, John four nineteen. God loved you first. God loved us first. We didn't love God first. We didn't love God. But God loved us first. God is love. I remember the day I was considering the love of God, and God stopped me. It was in a women's meeting. Some of you may remember it. We were standing here talking about the love of God, and God interrupted me. He said, no, God doesn't have love. God is love. He is love. He just doesn't have it for you. He is love. That means he can't help but love us. He can't help but love you. Isn't that beautiful? He can't help but love you. Yes, you're a mess. We all are. And he can't help but love us because he is love. And he loves us in the mess. He says it right here. Even when we were dead in sins, even when we were hell bound with what we were into, what we were doing, what we were messing with, even when we were at our worst, that's when he quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. By grace you are saved. You got that? By grace you are saved. I always had a trouble with that word grace. The only grace I knew was she lived with Gertrude across the street from Grandpa's house. So when they talked about grace, that's the only thing I could remember. Grace. I'm going to put it real simple for those of us that need simple, de- simple instruction. Simple definitions. I only taught third grade, so I'll put it on a third grade level. You didn't ask for it. You didn't deserve it. You certainly didn't deserve it. And a lot of the times you didn't even want it. But Jesus died anyway. He died anyway. You didn't ask for Jesus to pay for your sins and you certainly didn't deserve it. But Jesus did it anyway. He did it anyway. You don't know what I've done. Jesus does. You know why he knows? Because he paid for it. He paid for it. You are no surprise to Jesus. You are, you are not, this is not a competition to who's the worst sinner in the world. Jesus died anyway. He took it on his body anyway. He died for you anyway. He paid for your sins anyway. He paid for your poverty anyway. He took your sicknesses and your diseases anyway. You didn't ask for it. You didn't deserve it. But God was so full of love, he put it on Jesus anyway. That is his love for you. He did it anyway. Now, the next verse, 6. And has raised us up together. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Oh, I remember looking at that verse going, I don't have any idea what this means. How can I believe something I don't understand? Go with me to Isaiah 53. And I will show you what it means by raised us up together and we sit with Jesus in heavenly places. Because you're saying right now, where I'm sitting, All right, Isaiah 53, this is Jesus on the cross. And I'm going to begin in verse 10. Verse 4 says, for he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. That means everything that we needed to get punished got punished on Jesus. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes we are healed. Now verse 10, this is an amazing verse. This is an amazing verse to the person who's been in church for 20 years and God has never opened it to their eyes. It opens it right now in the name of Jesus. It said, yet it pleased the Lord. It pleased Jehovah. It made God happy to bruise Jesus. It made God happy To put Jesus on the cross. Jesus would not have been able to go to the cross any other way than the Father predestined it. He'd have never made it. But God wanted him on the cross. He was pleased to put him on the cross. His own son. His own son. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. That word is sickness. Who made Jesus sick? The Father did. The Father did. The Father laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. It was the Father's predetermined plan to put Jesus on that cross. He had it all planned before the world was even created. Why? Because he is love, and he knew that was the only way. We were going to get out of going to hell. It was the only way we were going to be saved. It was the only way that we were going to be children of God was that somebody was going to have to pay for the sins that we got ourselves into. And the Father knew you and I couldn't do it, but he knew somebody that could. His own son. His own son. He made, sent Jesus to this earth for that very purpose. He knew Jesus was going to be able to handle this. He knew Jesus was going to be able to walk through this. He knew the spirit in Jesus in the body of a man was going to be able to pay for a man's sin. Jesus was not a God when he was here because gods can't most gods can't die. Jesus God can't die. The Father can't die. If Jesus was God, he couldn't have died, but he had to die. The Father made him a man. And Jesus gladly became one so that he could pay for your sin. So that he could go to the Cross like the Father predetermined, and it made God happy. The Word of God cannot be broken. It says it pleased the Lord to bruise him. You can't, God can't lie. You can't say, No, that's not true. It is written that it is. It made God happy to die for you. Why? You didn't deserve it, but He did it anyway. That's grace. That's grace. And let's go on. He has put him to grief. He made him sick. The Father's the one that made Jesus sick on the cross. And it made him happy to do so. When thou shalt make his soul, the soul of Jesus, an offering for our sin. Jesus didn't die for his sin. He had none. The sins that were laid on Jesus weren't his. They were yours. They were mine. Oh, when I look at that body on the cross, when I look at it, it was marred more than any man. When I looked at that body, looked that way because it had my sin on him. What a glorious thing to meditate on. What a glorious thing to look at. That's my sin on that body. That's what I did that he's paying for. That's grace. I didn't ask for it. And I certainly didn't deserve it. God, the Father sent Jesus anyway. The Father sent Jesus anyway. And Jesus went to the cross for the Father anyway. Anyway. For me. For you. For you, it does not matter what you have done. All iniquity was put on Jesus. It does not matter where you are right now. It does not matter if you are doing the sin as you are listening to my voice. God sent him anyway. Jesus died anyway. With that sin on it, you can come right out of it. You can come right out of it. And we're doing that right now. He shall see, it says, thou shall make his soul an offering for sin. The soul of Jesus. And where was that soul? It went to hell. It went to hell. Like I said last week, I was praying for someone. And God said, and, and, and a, a, a voice said to me, well, this person, which is in, in major trouble. A voice said to me, well, would you go to hell for him? And and I thought about it for a minute because I remembered what Paul said. Oh, if I could be accursed for my brethren's sake. I can't say that, folks. And I was thinking about that, and another voice said, "Uh, Jesus already did. Jesus already went to hell for you. You don't have to go. You don't have to go. Jesus already went for you. Do you hear that? You don't have to go children don't have to go. You got any faith? Jesus already went. Jesus already paid the price. Jesus was in the lowest part of hell, Psalm 88. Jesus took all the wrath of God for you. The Father took it out on Jesus for you. That's love. That's love. He took it out on Jesus for you. You didn't ask for it. You didn't deserve it, but God had Jesus do it anyway. He has already paid for you. He has already gone to hell for you. He has already paid the price for that awful sin that bugs you day and night. It has to go. It's already been paid for. It says, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. I love this next verse. The Father, Jehovah, God of all, shall see the travail of the soul of Jesus in hell. Jesus said, thy wrath is hard on me. Jesus cried out in hell, thy wrath is hard on me. It wasn't for his own sins he was paying for. It was for mine. Thy wrath is hard upon me for my sin. Your sin. And look at what the Father says. The Father saw the travail of Jesus' soul. And he shall be satisfied. Satisfied. You look those words up in Strong's, you know what it says? It was enough. It was enough. Do you hear that? May this ring through eternity. It was enough. That payment was enough. The Father was satisfied. The payment that Jesus made for you was enough. The father was satisfied. He said, it is enough. Enough. So what did the father do? It says in the next verse. Or it says uh, right after that. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. For he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore. Therefore. I love that word, therefore. It means what happens next is the effect of the cause. The cause of Jesus' suffering, the cause of the Father seeing the travail of his soul, the Father being satisfied. Therefore, therefore, he will divide him a portion with the great. He shall divide the spoil with the strong because he has poured out his soul unto death for us. He was numbered with the transgressors. He bare the sin of many. Made intercession for the transgressors. You know what happened? When the father said, that's enough. He raised Jesus from the dead. He raised Jesus from the dead. I love it. What is it? Um, Psalm uh, 18 says, He went down and he got him. He went down and he got him out of hell. Why? You know that Jesus could not have come out of hell, had sin not been satisfied and forgiven. Jesus could not have come out of hell paying for our sins unless the Father was satisfied that it was enough and he went and got him. And that meant every sin has been forgiven. Your sin was forgiven the moment Jesus, I love that song, started breathing in the tomb. That moment Jesus was raised from the dead, the moment his spirit, his soul came back in that body, your sins and my sins had to be forgiven, had to be justified, or it couldn't have happened. Remember, he was our sin in hell. The father satisfied. He said, it's enough. Your sins are forgiven. Your sicknesses, it says, has been healed. Your poverty has ended. Ended. The moment Jesus was raised from the dead. But now you say, how come I don't see it? You're missing one component. Just one. Just one. Go back to Ephesians 2. Everything has been done. The Father loved you enough that he had Jesus make the sacrifice for you. You have been paid for. You had a sacrifice that was made on your behalf. And God accepted that sacrifice. He was satisfied. He said, that sacrifice for us, for me, was accepted. It was enough for me to see all the benefits that Jesus bought for me on the cross, I'm missing one component. Only one little component keeps me from having everything that Jesus paid for. Ephesians 2, 8. For by grace, and we said that. By grace are you saved. You didn't ask for Jesus to die for you. You didn't ask Jesus to take your sins. You didn't ask Jesus to take your sicknesses, your poverty, your your security. You didn't ask Jesus to do that. You didn't deserve it. All have sinned. But Jesus did it anyway. That's the grace. So what are we missing? For by grace you are saved through faith. Through faith. That's the only thing that's missing between you and every promise that God made to you. That is the only thing you need. You don't need anything else. You don't need the Ten Commandments. They were dead on the cross. They were nailed to the cross. That grace, that grace, that grace Jesus paid for when you didn't ask for it. That is grace. The only component we need is faith. Faith. Well, what is faith, you say? I had such a trouble with that word, faith. Keep the faith, baby. What faith? Faith. Faith is just an, another word for faith is trust. Trust. You're gra- by grace, you are saved through trusting what Jesus did for you on the cross. Committing to what Jesus did for you on the cross. Clinging to, hanging on to, adhering to what Jesus already did for you on the cross. He doesn't have to do anything else. He's waiting on us to believe it. To believe it. To trust in it. To commit to it. To hang on to it. To say it's this way and no other way. That's faith. Now, there are some of us that have some needs, and we are going to join our faith together because our faith comforts one another, and we are going to take care of some of these needs. My heavenly Father, who is love, thank you for sending your Son out of love for us. Thank you. That he paid the sacrifice for us. Thank you that you received that sacrifice. Thank you that you are satisfied with what Jesus did concerning us. Father, thank you for your power. That resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead. Now working in your people right now giving them the answer to their need. Father, I thank you for the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead right now, working for your people, for your people working the very thing that Jesus paid for. I thank you that we receive it in the name of Jesus, that we look to it, That we commit to it. That we adhere to it. That we hang on to it. For what Jesus did for us until it is in our hands, Father. I thank you for moving in our, our hearts right now. I thank you for answering these prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me hear from you. Email me at the letters KD at KDWOL.com. That's KD, Kathy Davidson, at KDWOL.com. And visit my website to listen to the messages again or to download them free of charge at KDWOL.com. Until next time, God bless.